Well, we had plans on uh, chatting with this next gentleman before the series started. We never actually got to it. Um, well, uh, this might make for a more interesting conversation, actually. We were going to talk about pre preparations, heading in, all that kind of stuff. But now we've got one round in the uh, in the books. We've got uh, the uh, Thor Gas Gas owner, team owner, uh, Alex Parker. from out, uh, He's out there out east. We've got him on the line here to talk about round one in Edmonton. Uh, Alex, thanks for chatting with us, buddy. Hey, Billy, no problem. Glad to be here. All right, well, we'll see if we can take care of that here real, real quick. Uh, no, just kidding. But, uh, okay, so we're heading in. Um, obviously, the thing everybody wants to talk about is the whole Mitchell-Harrison uh, situation with the bike and stuff. But let's we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Let's uh, let's make people wait a little bit for that. Uh, let's talk about some other stuff first. I mean, um, you know, same riders, new bike, all that kind of stuff. How were you heading into this, uh, into this season, all the preparedness and everything? You guys are full ready to go. Yeah, yeah, good. We were good. We had a we had a really good off season. Um, the 250 program stayed the same, so we did. We had the same bikes. Um, the only real changes we had with with our 250s were um, we went back to the WP triple clamps, um, and we added uh, FMF added the factory exhaust systems for us. So those are really the only changes we made to the 250s. Um, same engines same transmission same mapping everything else and then the 450 is obviously a brand new bike for us um we got got uh, the crew over at the ktm group got us the factory editions for tyler for this year so that was a brand new bike right from the ground up um literally i think the only thing that's interchangeable on on last year's bike to this year's bike is the front wheel is that right yeah okay yeah so it was a it was a learning curve but um tyler's pretty adaptive he he caught on pretty quick to that bike and we had we were lucky we worked pretty close with matt and his crew over at ktm so he was able to give us a lot of insight on the bike and stuff and and tyler rode with jess a lot in the winter time too so he sort of had a you know sort of a backdoor view of how the bike was already so um yeah we we were pretty easily prepared for that one too okay great great now and then um all right well let's uh okay let's first round we're heading in uh we get there I mean, obviously, we all got there. Mixed reviews. Well, not mixed reviews. There was a, the track wasn't quite ready yet, so we didn't really get a chance to see it. But what when you first got there? Let's let's talk about what, what you thought of the track, the facility, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the facility was cool. Like I, I thought that the whole vibe of the you know what they were re what they were trying to do was really good. Um, the location was good. Like um, you know, there was a good inventory of places to stay and restaurants and and you know stores nearby and lots of dealers and stuff so that was all good um i think that just the you know the, the track just didn't pan out i think the way that they had envisioned and it was you know it was it was a struggle it was it's hard to to do that and props to them for trying but it the track definitely sucked that's for sure okay yeah i mean i just put up a little our uh, kind of recap video of it and i don't think the comments are going to be too positive judging from the first two that have come up but uh I mean, yeah, like you say, exact same thing, right? I mean, kudos for them for trying that. It's kind of a cool thing. Had a, like you said, cool vibe. That um, I don't know if it was a lack of equipment or something, but to, to work that hard clay under that hot sun and stuff like that, it uh, definitely would take some work to keep that uh, keep that working properly, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. And and I think that you know it's the situation definitely got amplified in the fact that it was you know it was windy and it was hot and that sort of thing. It's sort of like when we got to Drumheller, the track was hard there and it was windy and hot there and then we got to manitoba and those guys had to battle you know 45 degrees and and wind there so like it's 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 tough in situations like that where like the track might have maybe not been that bad if we had got a little bit of you know flexibility with the weather but 
It is what it is. True, and actually, uh, in hindsight, looking back, there was a tiny bit of overcast on Saturday. Sunday was even worse. There was not a cloud in the sky, and it was I baked it up even worse. So, uh, yeah, we're actually fortunate we got to get uh, through it on Saturday, to be honest with you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, hey, oh, I see. Let's talk about a uh, new rig, too, man. You're in the big leagues, you're uh, showing up in a new rig and everything. How's, uh, how's all that? How's all those changes? It was it was exciting. Like, we've, we've been working on that um, the entire off-season, basically. Um, it's the AJE Motorsports rig, so we got uh, we got partnered up with them. Mitchell races for them in the wintertime for Supercross, so got to know them throughout the winter. And and you know we were we were on the hunt for a bigger setup, maybe not full semi. We were looking to upgrade you know the trailer and maybe get a little bigger truck that could handle a little better. And um, that deal just sort of came together really easily, and and it was convenient, and you know a lot of like. A lot of the stuff was relevant. Uh, they had a lot of the same sponsors and stuff, so it wasn't like a full rewrap that we had to do the rig. Um, we didn't have to fork out a whole bunch of money to buy one. Like it was a, it was just sort of a perfect storm of stuff. And their rig just sat in Phoenix all summer, not doing anything. So Tony was sort of like, "Yeah, I'm down. Like it'll it'll give the rig a chance to be maintained year round, and and you know it's better to use it than leave it sit." So that that worked out really well. We were pretty excited. We had to hang up at the border um, for like 32 hours or something on the way up with it, so that was pretty stressful. Uh, basically, on on Thursday at 9 a.m., Customs said this rig's going back to Phoenix. You're not, it's oh, not man. coming into the country. So that was stressful. That was a lot of phone calls, a lot of a lot of you know begging and pleading and figuring and and anyway, it turned it, we got it figured out. <laughs> All right, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who chuckled when you said full semi. Uh, okay, but um, okay, so you made it across. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, the other two riders before we get to Mitchell and stuff. But uh, so Ev Broder, I mean, yeah. she okay. last season, man, it was just a so nail biter. Every single basically, sing- um, you know, I, do you want me to start with Ev? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was, I was, I was doing a little. I was rambling. You still there? Yeah. Oh, did I lo- did you lose me? Hello. Uh oh, I hear you. Oh, I couldn't hear you. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> That's okay. We can keep going. We didn't. We didn't screw up too badly. Okay, perfect. Um, so yeah. Anyway, um, I yeah. The other two riders, Ev rode the wheels off her bike. She was she was nervous going into round one because her training program changed a little bit this year. She spent a month in Nova Scotia with us and riding with Tyler. And I know that everybody knows Tyler's training program is a little bit unorthodox by times, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so she she came down for a month, and uh, we really focused with her on on trying to find some more bike feel for her and getting her a little bit more in tune with the bike and and getting her out of her comfort zone because we knew round one for sure was going to be out of her comfort zone. It was a track that nobody had really seen before, and um, so yeah, we we focused on that, and I think that around one it really showed that she you know she had put in the work in the off season and and really you know got comfortable on her bike and was able to to you know, ride the thing to her full potential and come away 1-1. Hey, did, did um, that jump on the motocross section out, out there, uh, the the guys, it, it didn't quite look quite as spectacular because most of them are kind of scrubbing and everything, but when the when the women went over it, they were just kind of launching it. Did you go back there and see how big that jump was? Yeah, yeah, it was, it, it was, it was big. Like, that's, <laughs> that, and it, it had a lot of pop. Like, it oh, was, yeah. It wasn't just like a, like the distance maybe wasn't, you know, outrageous but it 
it was a kicker. It, it kicked you up there. It was good. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping my video. I, I shot some video of the second moto of the women. I hope it showed. Hope it certainly, certainly showed. Gives it uh, justice because man, they were popping up there for sure. The first few women that were doing it. And uh, okay, so last year we had uh, Jamie Astudillo, and this year we got Avery Berry. Man, I mean, um, in in years past, Ev hasn't been challenged that much, man. But these past two, now it looks like it's going to go all summer long with Avery. Yeah, she's got her work cut out for her, but but we're prepared. Like I said, she put the work in, and and I think that uh, you know that track really didn't suit her that this weekend, and she she rode really well. So I I'm excited to uh, to get her to Kamloops and and really let everybody see the, the you know the pickup and speed that she's found in the last month and a half. Nice, yeah, they both looked really good on the bike for sure. That's uh, yeah, so that's, that's good to see. It's uh, as a spectator, you know, watching, it's gonna be, it's nice to see that there's gonna be some challenges and stuff. So that's, so that's good. So yes, she won one, but obviously couldn't uh, couldn't relax for a second with uh, Avery right on her. So that's uh, that's gonna be good. Um, okay, now Tyler Medallia, the other story, obviously. I mean, the preseason picks we talked about it. Is that uh, you know I kind of thought it's gonna be down to him and Moff battling for that uh, third spot. I know he wants to me to say higher than that, of course, but uh, and it kind of yeah. came down to that. They swapped, you know, four three four, three four three, kind of thing. Him and Moff. So, what uh, talk about Tyler's day there? Yeah, that that track definitely isn't Tyler's forte, and and I know that he really doesn't like the fifteen minute motos. He's he he puts in the work to make sure that his fitness is at you know a, a peak level, and I think that he finds it almost like discouraging the fact that he doesn't get tired like we, when we were looking at his data afterwards like his heart rate was much lower than what it is in a 30 minute moto and like he just he just really feels like in those 15 minute motos he's only riding at 70 percent. he just can't you know can't get to the level that he does in the in the 30 minute motos so um discouraging on the on that side of things and then he's a he's a light guy and and we have to run such a stiff setup on his bike because he's so aggressive on the moto tracks and <laughs> when we get to a hard pack like that with no traction, it's hard for him to get power to the ground because, you know, our, our suspension settings are pretty stiff on, on that bike for him. And he's, you know, he only weighs 150 pounds. So he's, it's, it's a struggle. So right. bike setup is definitely a little bit difficult for that track to get him comfy. But, um, I, I told him the first set of sprint motors we ever did as a team, he went five, five, five. So we're, we're up on that. We're, we're ahead of the game. <laughs> right. And I guess uh, if we are comparing and thinking about him battling with Ma Offenbeyer there, Sean Ma Offenbeyer from Saskatchewan. I mean, we know he has lap after lap put on those uh, hard clay baked tracks in Saskatchewan. So definitely would favor him. Plus I don't think, and I, everybody I talked to said you could only really give 70% out there. If you tried to push it at all, that track would uh, reach out and bite you and you'd be on your, you'd be sliding out somewhere. So, I mean, I think next week, this week coming in Kamloops, he'll get his heart rate up there. Yeah, I think so. And I, Tyler's really good in Kamloops as we saw last year at round one, like he, he likes that track and he's comfortable there and that, that you know that soil's good he's he's used to riding the sand and it's got a base to it so it's not like gopher sand where you're just bombed out all the time so he's the rougher the track the better tyler is right yeah okay so he's uh the way it worked too it's kind of you know just the the scoring three motos but the scoring was just kind of like it was uh like you just kind of take first down the line kind of the points went to that so it's kind of he didn't really add the points the normal way so he's got fourth uh fourth place points going in so nobody really lost or gained a whole lot so that's good. Okay, well, uh, now let's get to, and this was kind of the uh, kind of the confusing one. I don't know if you watched my recap yet, but uh, unfortunately, of course, all of our cameras were kind of pinned on you guys and your struggles you were having. And and I mean, it's part of the story, obviously. It's not like we were picking on you or whatever, you know what I mean? It's just like, look. No, 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 exactly. I'll, 
I, uh, I I always said right from the start that our program will be transparent and we'll take the licks when, when we deserve them, that's for sure. All right, okay, well, let, let's go through it. I mean, like you say, there were no changes in the 250 program, so what the heck happened? Yeah, so um, Mitchell's race engine um, in qualifying. Qualified he, first? He, yeah, qualified P1. And on the, on the lap after his fastest lap, uh, the, the, we had a, a valve guide break and dropped the valve down into the cylinder and ruined the top end of the motor, oh, geez. Uh, locked it up on the straightaway in the motocross section. Luckily it wasn't on a, on a, a jump face or anything like that. It was a safe area that the, the engine just gave up on him. Wow. Um, so we pulled it off. We put a, we put a, and I think some of the confusion was that everybody thought we switched to the backup bike, um, for moto one, which wasn't the case. We came back to the semi and we put a, a bone stock engine in his bike that had well, never been apart. Hey, could you, can you mention uh, whose bike that was and stuff? Or is that like cause that was kind of a pretty interesting part of the story? I thought. Yeah, well, it was a it was Brandon from KTM. It was a it was a KTM employee that was there with his bike actually, and he he wheeled it over. And um, Cal from Heavy Metal was the one that tracked him down and found him for us. Yeah, that's our, pretty. Our, our that's pretty amazing. Yeah, so he he's like he he says, "Is there anything I can do to help?" And I said, I, "At that time, we were nervous that if we put another race engine in, that maybe we were going to have the same issue." And, and it was, you know, we needed to do the safest thing possible to send Mitchell back out. And he's like, "I have, I'll, I'll find you a bike. I'll find a two fifty oh, wow. here somewhere." Um, so we couldn't just use the guy's bike because it hadn't been teched. So we could take the motor out of it and put the motor in, which is what we did. Um, we put the motor in and sent him out for moto one and he did the hot lap and matt from ktm was texting me and he's like there's no oil in your engine and i said no I, i'm positive there's oil in the engine i i put my hands on the bike myself and i checked so i knew that that wasn't it anyway we got down there and just by chance the crank bearing went out of that engine and let the piston come out and smack the the spark plug and and ruined the head in that one too what so, the heck, what so what caused that that was just something that was going to happen to brandon <laughs> It was probably going to happen to him on the next ride. Holy smokes. Um, it was just, yeah, it just one of those we all, things. We, obviously, you probably did too. We all stood there as Mitchell went out on that lap, and you could just hear, we're like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it wasn't good. It was That was really, really bad. Um, oh, but, it, you know, it, it is what it is. It happened. So at that stage of the game, we were we were like, I, we, I had to make a call, and Ev was out in, in her moto or getting ready to go out for her moto. And I had her bike teched as Mitchell's spare bike, uh, just in case ahead of time. So we had his bike teched, her bike teched, and um, she was, the WMX falls under the amateur rule book. So it, you know, we were, we were well within the rules. We could use her bike as Mitchell's backup bike. Oh, great. And um, so I, I told Ev's mechanic on the radio, I said, make sure that she knows after she wins this moto, she needs to go, straight to the start finish line and give her bike to Mitchell and we need to swap his suspension. So she won, she wheeled over, gave Mitchell the bike. Um, we put it on the stand. I had already got on the radio to Marco Mitchell's mechanic and gave him a list of things that we were going to need there to, to get the switch done. Um, so I ran down and I was changing the rear suspension and Marco was doing the front and I was getting the exhaust put back on and all that stuff. And, and Kinger and Daryl sort of came over and they're like, whoa, 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 you can't, you can't use that bike. And I said, well, why not? And they said, well, it's not tech. I said, it is tech. 
And they said, well, who tacked him? I said, well, you guys tacked it, or, or the guy that was doing tech anyway. So they're like, well, that's Mitchell's number plate. Where that That's the tech sticker from the other bike. And I grabbed Eb's number plate, and I said, here's the tech sticker from this bike. So it all worked out, and they let us go out. Um, he had to start in uh, the back row, which I thought was weird because we really shouldn't have had a back row. But um, we came out off the back row and finished second. And... We were super stoked for the third moto, so we went to uh, get the bike prepped to send him out for moto three. And we knew that, like, after moto two, we knew that the bike was, you know, going to hold together for us. And it was just a fluke that the first engine had blown up. So we sent him out for moto three, and um, we just made a huge mistake. And in in the rush of things, we put the filter and the filter cage on from the first bike and. It uh, it had a couple engine parts tucked in around the brim of the air filter, oh, and no. the engine sucked those through on the parade lap, and and it it blew up on the line. That's what. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. Because if you look at, I mean, obviously we were all running around with our cameras, going, "Oh no, now what?" Kind of thing. You guys are behind there trying to push it, and oh boy. Yeah. So we, originally we thought it was we thought it was the transmission locked up because when we were trying to when we were trying to jump start it, the wheel wouldn't move. So first we thought maybe Mitchell's not heavy enough to jumpstart this bike. Cause again, we're running pretty stiff suspension. Um, so, uh, Newf actually was like, you know, our guy's out, like I'll do whatever I can to help. So he jumped on the bike and we we're trying to get it, you know, to jumpstart with him on it and the wheel wouldn't come unlocked. And anyway, then we realized that it was probably, we thought the transmission was, was locked up and because we do transmission work to the bike. So I thought, you know what, there's a, there is potential that it didn't get put back together properly that, you know, humans make errors. Right. Um, so we took it back and I guess after that, you know, we were pretty defeated, but we knew we had to get the engines apart and figure out what was going on. And we took that one apart and realized exactly what happened. It wasn't, it wasn't the transmission. It wasn't anything. The engine was solid before we put that air filter on. And, you know, that's just, that's the way she goes in the heat of the moment. You're trying to get back out there, especially with, motos that are only 15 minutes apart and we just you know made the wrong call wow man so it's well i will say this i mean you guys at mitchell i want to give uh, kudos to mitchell boy i was even talking to him while you guys were you know frantically trying to get the bike going and he stayed cool as a cucumber he just kind of stood there and waited he didn't freak out he just kind of held his uh, held his composure the whole time didn't he yep no he's 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 a true professional and even even afterwards, when we got back to the semi, which is where things normally blow up, he, him and I just went to the back lounge and, and we said, we, let's talk about this. Like, a, and we got on the same page immediately. Nobody was, nobody was pointing fingers or blame or anything. We just said, you know, he wanted to know why this happened. And, and so did I. So I said, let's just tear these motors apart, figure out what's going on and, you know, focus on round two. And he's like, yep somebody didn't want me to race my dirt bike today and and that's just the way it goes some days and i'm focused on going one one around two right right and it's it's one of those things too i mean he, it it just sucks too because i mean he proved he did he qualified fastest and then he went on that second one and caught up passed his way up into second place and then uh, that just happened so i mean he's got to be uh, just full of fire now and stuff too and i went by like after the end of the day and i walked up to him and stuff and it was uh he kind of went uh, he said yeah i don't really want to would rather not do an interview but i go no no i'm not coming over to an interview i want to come over to give you a hug man you i just want to say man tough day and you handled it like a pro yeah he, he did uh props to him for not losing his cool and and you know for it that's tough man like this is on on my side like yeah it 
cost me money to rebuild the engines and, you know, we take some heat on social media or whatever. And I'm fine with all that, but I feel for the riders more because like, this is how he makes his living. Like that's a huge pay cut for him not going out there and going one, one, one. Like that's how right. he gets paid. And, and he, you know, mentally needs to know that his bikes are strong and, and safe for him to ride. And now that we know that, you know, it was, it the, the motors were strong and we, you know, it's just a string of, shit luck basically well clearly because it wasn't rider error the owner of the team will probably pay him as if he went one 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 anyway right <laughs> no i don't think so no. <laughs> sorry <laughs> too soon too soon for that joke <laughs> thanks thanks billy i appreciate that i hope mitchell's not listening <laughs> no no nobody's listening this is just between us <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh boy okay so what uh so afterwards how, how upset were you i mean i mean i've uh you know, I've seen you get excited at times, not uh, not publicly and on the track or whatever, but uh, I, I think you could probably be a guy who get a little fiery. Yeah, I was fired up. I was honestly like, it was, it was, I don't, I don't know, I, the feeling was defeat, like, because I, I do put a lot into the program and I, and I really try hard for the, for the athletes and, and for our team. And to just see that all unfold like that and try so hard to, to get, Mitchell on the track and just you know it feel you feel like you failed so it I t- I took that really rough like I I I try and carry a lot of the weight of the team on my shoulders and it was definitely discouraging when stuff like that happens that was after Moto 3 after the third engine that was the closest that I came to to you know asking myself why we're even doing this <laughs> yeah that would that would push you close to the edge for sure I can imagine <laughs> yeah. yeah hey yeah. what but you know what the the riders were awesome with it too they they knew that i was upset they knew that i was taking it hard and, and every single one of them and and the mechanics and still then they all they all reached out to me or texted me uh, you know on the flight home and they were like listen that was a weekend from hell we appreciate everything you do for us we appreciate you sticking with us through this and and you know round two is just around the corner oh that's awesome hey i want to ask you this too because i know um right before he went out and i think it was the one where he ended up getting that second place and everything i think the last thing Paul said to Mitchell or to you was, uh, okay, yep, go ahead, but you're probably going to get protested. Yeah, yep, that, that's exactly what he said. <laughs> so what, uh, anybody, I mean, obviously goes out there and then just kills it and stuff. Did anybody do anything or was, uh, I know you know, you're pretty yeah. good at the rule book, right? Yeah, I, I, I study the rule book. I know, I knew going into it that if we got protested, we were going to be fine. There's, there's nothing there that said that what we did was wrong. They their their biggest argument was first they thought it was a third bike and you can only tech two bikes right. it wasn't a third bike we swapped engines first trip around so it was only the second bike and they said well the bike that you do the hot lap with for the moto is the bike that you have to ride in the moto well Mitchell didn't do the hot lap in that moto I made sure that he didn't do the hot lap in that moto <laughs> he only went to the gate without his bike so that he could get through staging you don't have to do the hot lap in the in the rule book it says you don't have to. And I asked him to ask for two minutes when he got to the gate. So everybody's on the gate. He asked for two minutes. Daryl and Kinger were over. So we, we I, I knew I had the situation planned. I had 15 minutes to come up with a plan, and we came up with a plan that was within the rules. And, and you know, I'm, it worked out for that moto. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for the third moto. But, it you know, we got P2. Man, that's, that's, that's a pretty impressive story right there in itself, man. That's good moves on your part. Yeah, there was a lot of thinking involved in that whole process. And that was, you know, I thought, that the plan worked perfectly until Moto 3, but it, it, it did work for Moto 2. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a, there's your positive take out of this whole thing and uh, the fact that everybody seemed to handle it pretty well. But uh, okay, so that's now behind us. Obviously, he's dug a little bit of a hole there, you guys, for uh, the defending 250 Triple Crown champ. Um, this week, where did everybody go? Did everybody go home? Where is everyone? Uh, so Evan Sylvan took the van and the semi over to Kamloops. Okay. And then the rest of us flew home. I, I was going to stay out, actually, and um, we were going to do some testing at WCAM with Ev and just try and get some, some things dialed in there. And then after the Saturday, I just there was a lot of things that I could do. I could be more effective preparing for next weekend if I was at home in my office. So I needed to, I booked the red eye home on uh, Sunday night and came back with everybody else. So we're, we're all in Nova Scotia right now. And um, Tyler Mitchell and the mechanics fly on Friday. And then uh, I think I'm coming back out tomorrow night. Okay. So Ev's doing the uh, W can. Yeah. Oh, good. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, boy, that was, um, man, as far as uh, round one goes, I'm not sure uh, as far as poor Mitchell goes, I could have gone any, uh, any, any, <laughs> any tougher. So, I mean, heck, if you can get through that. Uh, what, what did he say? What were the riders saying about the track? Um, none of them really liked the track, to okay. be honest. It was pro probably, uh, Ev probably rode the track in its best shape, to be honest. Like she, her, her motor, it was still okay. There was still some water on it and stuff, but once the guys got out there, it was it was not good. They they were pretty discouraged. Tyler especially was discouraged, and it was just he was just ready to get out of there at the end of the end of the weekend. Right. Well, I heard a few teams and stuff like that talking. I, I mean, obviously these points count, but everybody was kind of saying, uh, "Let's officially start the season this weekend in Kamloops," kind of thing. Right. That seemed to be a bit of the attitude. Yeah, I think the main thing was we were just happy to get out of there healthy. We were, you know, we were fortunate that we had the trouble not in mid-moto or anything where it was dangerous so yeah just happy to be out out of there healthy and get back to some real outdoor tracks starting next weekend all right all right man well hey i uh yeah i appreciate you being so candid with us and going through the whole situation and taking us through the steps and stuff man that was uh, it's a pretty interesting story not one you ever want to do again but it uh in years to come you'll be able to look it back that'll be one of the things you remember for the rest of your life yeah definitely it's not not a good memory but one that we definitely learned from and you know what it's I guess uh, last year we learned we're going to run front front rear mooses everywhere, and this year we learned that we're never going to reuse an air filter. <laughs> well, there you go. Put it on the list of things you've learned. All right. Well, Alex, uh, again, like I say, thank you very much for taking the time to do this. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are kind of like, oh, wow, thank you as well for uh, going step-by-step step for us. But, uh, man, before do you, uh, as a team owner and stuff, do you want to thank anybody like we always ask the riders to before we let you go? Yeah, everybody that's backing us. Um you know, we, we're really happy to be working with Parts Canada and uh, Thor, Alpine Stars, Pirelli, uh, Twin Air, ETS Fuels came on board this year. Gas Gas Canada is, is, you know, definitely our number one sponsor. Those guys really go to bat for us, make sure we have great equipment to race on. Uh, FMF, PR2 Engines, um, just, yeah, DBK, everybody that's backing us. We, we appreciate the support and, and, you know, don't worry, we're working our ass off to get ready for round two. Awesome. Well, thank you again for your, uh, as you said, the transparency and everything. So, we'll, uh, man, we'll look forward to more positive things this week with Ev at the WCAN and your other two guys at uh, Round 2 in Kamloops, man. Thank you very much, and we'll see you soon. All right. Sounds good, Billy. Thanks. All right. Thanks, man. Bye-bye.